welcome to another episode of Comment Section. This time, we're going to, in sort of classic Comment Section fashion, yes. discuss back and forth bits of news. When was the last time we had media. one like that? It's been a while. Yes. Um, but um, only a little. Not a, a ton to talk about today. Most of it was DC in the last episode. But uh, after that... It's been a little while, and uh, I guess we want to have fun on this show for once, so we're going to just talk yes. about some pieces of media that we enjoyed quite a bit um, from, you know, maybe the past several months before, I don't know how far back your watch history on this goes. I think that I probably am going to talk about stuff I watched within the last, like, two months or something. Yeah, I think but, my earliest one is, like, the very end of May. Yeah, I guess technically one of them I did start in May, but I've been watching it up till now. So, oh, okay. So and pretty you much to, what we've been watching this summer. Yeah, our summer uh, watch list. And you teased something that was like an unusual category, right? So oh, I guess we'll, yes. We'll find out what that is. But first, let's get into the bits of news because you don't want us to to miss out on telling you what you need to hear. Oh, of course not. So, I guess I'll I'll go first with this piece of news. You know, we live in a time where there are so many superhero shows. There's the... We recently completed the Arrowverse. We have Marvel coming up with a new show all the time. But, you know, for us in the 90s, there was a time where there was one superhero show. And it came on Saturday mornings on Fox Kids. And that was the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And normally I wouldn't have some news to talk about it because it's been years since uh, I regularly followed the show. Like I kind of stopped after 2001. And then <sighs> I got back in when uh, they had Jason David Frank come back as uh, Tommy for a season. But I think it was... Was it early this week or something? It, it was very recently they announced that David Yost, the original Blue Ranger, is coming back to be a main cast member in the upcoming season Power Rangers Cosmic Fury. That's right. So, um, Cosmic Fury executive producer Simon Bennett said, We felt it would be a meaningful landmark for fans to have David return to the show in a significant role playing the mentor. And on a personal oh, no. level, oh my god, we did lost I just lose him. connection? We no. Lost him. You're frozen. We lost him. What's going on? He's, no. There's nothing, there's no sound. I lost connection. What does we, that right? mean? We, we gotta just let him go. We gotta just. Lost connection. I. I lost I mean, connection. Given too many chances. At oh this my point, god! Like, oh the humanity! Lives. Oh like, my god! What do I do? You don't deserve at least any okay. more than that. It's too much. Okay. So, unfortunately, this, we're gonna this have to is, call it. This is the time That's to panic. Whoa! Okay, Wikipedia is loading. Wikipedia is loading. Allow, allow, allow. Dismiss, dismiss that. Um. Is it going to let me... I'm back! Oh, my God! I hear you now. (laughs) Okay. Should have heard my whole long (laughs) monologue of, 
Oh, woe is me. The internet oh. has abandoned me. Oh, that's going to be really interesting to hear the recording if you were recording the whole time, because I was on a monologue, too. Oh, yes. I was on a monologue about how uh, uh, I was talking about how uh, you have uh, more lives than cats, and at this point you don't deserve it. Oh, yes. <laughs> I went. We just need to let you go. I was like, oh, the humanity of it all. <laughs> but yes, yeah, to get back to that, you know, I'll just start the quote over because I don't even know where I was. I had a little mini heart attack just now. Yeah. Trying to be like, where's the internet? Yeah. All right. See, this right here, this is why I still buy Blu rays. Right here. Mm-hmm. This is why earlier today I got uh, Spider Verse on the Flash Blu ray. So this, mm. this is why. Okay, so, back to business. Cosmic Fury executive producer Simon Bennett said, We felt it would be a meaningful landmark for fans to have David return to the show in a significant role, playing the mentor. And on a personal level, it was a thrill to be working with the OG Blue Ranger. David's calm and positive spirit keep us all grounded and reminded us of the Ranger legacy we were striving to do justice to. So... One of the things that kind of uh, made me like kind of stop watching Power Rangers was, you know, for the first six seasons, there was kind of a main continuity. And then every year kind of just became its own thing. I was just like, you know, I, I think after a while I kind of get the point and I'm done. But Billy was, oh, that's the character you play was Billy. Um, he was one of my favorite characters on this show. He was up there in my top three of the original show with Jason and Tommy. And he's actually the only original cast member of the original five to be on the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers throughout its whole run. So, um, also it is nice to see because... You know, we did get a little bit of backstory. So he was on the fourth season, which was called Power Rangers Zeo. And there's an episode where he's kind of abruptly written out of the show, where he becomes old, and then he says goodbye, but the message is uh, a little blurry, and um, it's clear it's not him voicing it. So um, uh, it was a few years ago, I think, David Yost, who was gay, talked about how he was experiencing homophobia on the show and that's why he left so to have him come back all these years later he was also in the um 30th anniversary special they did on netflix which was awesome and um and he along with uh zach and what was her name was the character charlie it was the yellow ranger's daughter who kind of took up the mantle because her mom died in the show. Um, but Billy was one of like the really the strong characters in that one special, and it's really great to have him come back, especially because the actor didn't actor who was on there for so long kind of, uh, had such a negative ending to his time on the show. So it's great to see that. So. <clears throat> You have never seen the show, I'm assuming. So uh, only bits. No. Oh, only once did you say? No, only bits. Oh, okay. Like, so uh, uh, yeah. I what do you think after 30 years to have? And it is the 30th anniversary of the show, and it's also rumored that this might be the final season. 
because there's talks that they may reboot it to make it more for like adult fans. But um, uh-huh. if this is the end, uh, Billy is such a, in my opinion, such a great choice to kind of wrap it up, and it does bring some continuity. It also does show mm-hmm. that he will actually be in his original costume, fight alongside the new team. So, mm-hmm. as someone who <clears throat> has never watched, has only seen bits and pieces of the show, what do you think about having an original cast member come back for season 30? Um, first of all, I mean, I didn't know it was just going this whole time. That's something I didn't oh, know. I mean, but, there, um, had, there was a bit of a cancellation between when Disney ended it and... Uh, Saban kind of brought it back, but Got it's, it. it is 30 years. <laughs> wow. Um, but, I mean, that's going to be, at the, at that point when you do that many seasons, it's like, uh, like doing stuff for the fans and the legacy of the show has almost got to be part of it. So, because um, that's a long legacy of a show. So, to have a good throwback like that and and honorific be pretty it'd be pretty touching and i don't even know i don't even have the emotions for it but it'd be pretty touching <laughs> oh yes but billy won't be the only familiar face to come back on the show we i believe it happened last season again i haven't kept up with it in a few years but one of the original villains lord zed the, dare i say the best villain the show ever had is coming back to be the main antagonist of the season, so wow, yes, that's exciting to see. Um, my hope, my big hope, is that you know it's the thirtieth season. We're getting nostalgic. I'm hoping some of the other cast members might pop up, but I really, really hope that they bring back the robot Alpha, who was it recently in the one special, and also now the producer did talk about how. Um, this decision to bring him back was made before they did the Netflix special, so it's not really connected. But in the final season where everything was connected, they had this one character called Zoran, who was the giant floating, floating blue head, who sacrificed yeah. himself to wipe out the evil in the universe, which was because that was originally the series finale. And you know. We've had multiple seasons since then, so it's not like it was that great a sacrifice. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and, you know, the Netflix special was about him trying to bring him back. So it makes you wonder if if this is the end, and especially because one of the villains he sacrificed himself for came back. Maybe they could bring him back. I mean, they don't have the one actor who did it most of the time, Robert Mannheim, I think it was, I think that was his name, who voiced Zordon most of the time. But they do have the original one, season one, David Fielding still around. So maybe, maybe. Hmm. So you know, you know, my hope is. What? My hope is. Look, we have X Men '97 coming out soon. And I, I believe this season is gonna of uh, Power Rangers is coming out like fairly soon. I would love for X-Men 97 to come out fairly close to when this new season of Power Rangers comes out so we could have like a whole Fox Kids thing. We got Tiny Toons back too, so 
Right. And if, like, the upcoming Batman Cape Crusader show was like Batman the Animated Series, even more like Fox Kids, so... That's true. Yes. It's all coming back. Yes. You know, I felt old when I saw someone on Twitter said it shut down 21 years ago yesterday. Ooh. Wow. Yes. You know what? I didn't even, like, because I kind of stopped watching Power Rangers after 2001, I... I didn't even know it had shut down until a few months later and someone told me. I was like, what? No. Fox <laughs> Kids? That's not gone. And then I found out and I felt robbed. I felt like there was no closure. Yeah. and Which is why it was nice because in the age of the internet, I found out when Kids WB was going to end. And I, I made sure to enjoy it. Because yeah. you know the difference between Fox Kids and Kids WB was that Kids WB actually had some shows I wanted to see at the end versus Fox Kids really didn't. Yeah. Yes. I, I do remember, I recorded the last day of Kids WB. Oh, wow, you were really, it was an event. Yes, it was. Yeah. I mean, that is a big, big, sad moment. Yes. So. You have to send it off right. Yes. So, uh, yeah. I'll, you know, I haven't watched it in years, but I'll watch this season. Because it is a yeah. sequel to the sh- to the air I did watch, so yeah, and the, yeah, and then you get you know a little closure on the air yes. that you did watch. So that's all I had for that. If you wanted to move on cool. to your yeah, this coming October fifth, and run. It's not all dropped at the same time. It'll run throughout October. Um, nine episodes. It looks like. Um, I've been highly anticipating after early last year's first season, I think one of the only truly incredible, like, live-action comedy shows that just brand new live-action comedy shows that exists right now, Our Flag Means Death. Uh, the, uh, pirate show, uh, that is, that pulls at your heartstrings and has a wonderful uh, crew of characters. Um, had its first season earlier last year, and is definitely a situation, as I'm sure I talked about in our upcoming special, but um, it, it definitely ended with a, a finale to that first season that like made people go completely feral. They were just like, I need closure to this more than I need anything. Uh, and so, like, if there was not going to be a season two, people would have rioted in the streets. Uh, it wouldn't have been that big of a riot. But, um, this second season, uh, we'll see where that big cliffhanger of an ending of the first season takes us. Um, we got, uh, again, a teaser trailer and some promotional photos. So, um, yeah, I've, in these promotional photos and teaser trailers i can tell that they very clearly left some things out intentionally to keep mystery going and um it doesn't tell us a whole lot about what's actually going to happen in it so i don't have a lot to say but um in less than a month away it's honestly becoming one of my favorite shows and i rewatched it um just within the last few days the whole first season so I'm all ready. Yes. Didn't 
maybe you would know for sure, but didn't they just announce like yesterday that season three is it? Um, I, I don't think. Um, if you saw that you uh, it came up some. Uh, I could definitely see that being the case. What was it, what um, was it called again? Our flag means death. That just that note didn't pop up on anything that I was researching. I thought I saw that it was going to be a there was going to be a season three, and then that was it. It's interesting. I definitely see this as a show that doesn't need to run super long. Um, well, maybe that was another show. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not seeing anything just on Google News, so maybe that was just a rumor I saw. Yeah. Um. See, you know what really sucks? You know what really sucks, Elon? What is up with this bullcrap of giving everyone blue check marks? Who just pays for um, it? You can't trust anything you, anymore. <laughs> Blue check marks are given to the people who grovel yes. at the feet of the creator, and it's and that is that is what it means now. Yes. So you can't tell. It's a broken website. Um, I it it could be, it could be just a rumor, but I actually did stumble upon at least one article that is just like the creators hope to end the series after three seasons. I haven't looked into it enough. It seems like a. A rumor. I don't know where that. Uh, I haven't read if there's like a specific quote, yeah, or something that they're re- referencing. So I don't. It could know. be just some like per- random person online, just like I have a scoop. Let me share yeah, it. Internet. That, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happens. But honestly, I think that that would be my recommendation. As much as I think it's such a great show that, like, if it just went on for season after season with pirate adventures, like, that would be great, too. But I think that three seasons seems about perfect to cover all of the the drama going on in... uh, Just to kind of do this particular story, this one arc... If they were to do any more seasons, you'd have to find an entirely new arc. Oh, yes. Or set it, because it's set in the past, right? Isn't it like Bluebeard and all that? Yeah, it's 1717. Set it like 100 years later or something? Yeah, I mean, that, that at that point it would be a... Uh... Like a... Almost like a, a new version, a yeah. reboot with new pirate characters. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, it's it's great um it's um got just enough of a hint of that uh new zealand dry kind of humor of like taika watiti and reese darby and um yeah lots of other great things too oh yes so that's what i've got yes so i guess i'll move on to my uh final news thing before we get into what we've been watching lately I also had some rabbit yes. hole stuff prepared because we can, you know, okay. if we don't do rabbit hole, people will get upset because that's really what this. In yeah. a way, the topics are just kind of segues into our rabbit holes. Yeah. We should really edit this show down to just the rabbit yes. holes. 
Um, <laughs> we could do like an end of the year special. Here's a compilation of all the rabbit holes of 2023. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I keep clicking on the wrong list. So there are a few things that sometimes man thinks they'll never see, but then they do. And without like being over dramatic or being hyperbole about it, I would put this on the level of seeing man walk on the moon. And that okay. is, we finally saw Hugh Jackman wear the classic yellow Wolverine costume in a photo for the upcoming Deadpool 3. Wow. Something, you know, when we looked back, when we looked back at the Hugh Jackman era of Wolverine, which we thought was over after Logan. It's it's a great era. It's a great run. B- but besides the fact that we didn't get him in a Deadpool movie, that there was always that little bit of we never got to see him in the costume. But now yeah. we live in a world where it's going to happen, just like how the world is a better place now that we've seen Tobey Maguire Spider-Man fight the lizard. Just like the world is right. a better place now that we saw Michael Keaton Batman meet the Flash and Supergirl. And actually say Superman. Sometimes these things come later and you realize it's something you've been missing your whole life. But we're all the better for it yeah. to now exist. So... Uh, the photo was released. Have you seen the photo? I was going to save it for this show. I just looked it up and I found it. I will say, um, I hate now that all of the like crappy news sites that just have like crappy rumors and false like news and stuff that can also now just do the crappy AI generations of what they're oh, talking about. Right. <laughs> Cause I passed by, I passed by so many, um, AI Wolverine, uh, Hugh Jackman in Deadpool's uh, pictures. Is there a way for you um, to screen share so I know you're looking at the right one? Or I'm like I'm positive now. I'm looking literally at the. Um, I I just found one where uh, Deadpool is uh, strung up, f- flying around, and then uh, Hugh Hugh Jackman's holding him. There's also the first one that comes up is them walking down yes, in the desert the together. One. Yeah. Yes. So you found you found the real one. There we go. Yeah. Well, I think the one you're talking. Yeah, I mean, I can I can tell I wasn't <laughs> tricked, but I just was like, God. Um. Yes. Um. That looks yes. awesome. It's the yellow suit now. Wolverine in the comics, he's had like a yellow and blue suit, and the it's like orange and brown. I'm the to me the yellow and blue one is like the most iconic one. So. I'm glad they went with that one. And one thing, yeah, maybe it's just me. I, I personally, I think it looks better with the sleeves because usually in the comics he doesn't have sleeves in the suit and it's just yeah. his bare arms. I think the sleeves look so much better. Yeah, I yes. like it. So I think the suit looks great, but there is one thing missing. There's one thing missing, and it's a question we must ask. Is he going to wear the mask? Wolverine's uh, iconic mask. Right. Now, if they're already playing him in the yellow suit, I think he probably will. But I would say 
if he's not, it's not the end of the world. Like, it will be a little bit like, darn. But if he doesn't, yeah. it's still kind of like a little reminiscent of the black suits they wore in the original X-Men movies. Just mm-hmm. with a different color. So I'm sure there will at least be one time where he wears the mask. Yeah, I think there were probably. I could see there probably being like a quick moment or like he throws it on for a, a bit. But uh, yeah, I'm guessing they mostly want him to not have it on since that's uh, what a lot of superhero movies do so you <laughs> yeah. can see their face. But uh, so it can be like, look, it's really him. Yes. So this movie is rumored to be an adaptation of. Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Um, now, this isn't confirmed or anything. It's just a rumor. that Because originally, um, I believe Ryan Reynolds talked about a few years ago how before Disney purchased Fox, his plan for Deadpool to do was to do kind of a, like a road trip movie with Deadpool and Wolverine. So it kind of sounds like even when like Logan was happening and all that, like Deadpool 3 was always in the cards to be like, I'm done, except for this one. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. So, it's rumored to be Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, but with a twist. Because now we know that we're going to get another character from the old Fox era in this movie. And that's Jennifer Garner as Elektra, who played the character in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. And she had her own spinoff movie that I never saw. But um, I guess I yeah. probably should before Deadpool. But um, it's rumored to be Deadpool kills the Fox universe, which is an Elseworld story. Uh, kind of like how... Mm-hmm. Um, no, that might be a spoiler. But you know, it's rumored to be an Elseworld story, kind of like how Old Man Logan, which Logan was based on, is an Elseworld story. Yeah. So here's kind of my question for you. If they're doing Deadpool kill, if it turns out that is Deadpool kills the Fox universe based on a multiverse story and Hugh Jackman's wearing the yellow costume, is this the same version of Wolverine from the Fox movies or is this kind of its own Elseworlds version who's similar but not exactly hmm. the same? Yeah, I, I'm kind of uh, wondering about that as well wait if if old man logan is an elseworld story and this were to be an elseworld story would that inherently mean that it would be the same as the logan version uh no because in the comics uh old man logan is a different version from whatever wolverine would appear in deadpool kills the marvel universe okay um Honestly, if this story doesn't necessarily have any multiverse elements, then I would say, yeah, it might be like uh, more of a um, homage to the viewer, not necessarily saying like this character experienced all the same things as that character, um, but like, yeah, I, I could see it easily being a, a, a different version of the character. Yeah, so yeah, I'm right now going into it thinking that um, he's a different 
version than the Fox movie, Fox movie version, but I guess we won't really know until we see the movie. Here's a question I have For to sure. ask. Because, you know, it is a movie that they say is set in the MCU, but how much of it will be set in the MCU? Because here's, here's just my guess. I think the only way this is going to be connected to the MCU is a post-credit scene. I think that, like, I mean, we don't know multiverse, like, but I think it'll kind of be set in the Fox universe the whole time. And then my guess is mm-hmm. that, like, post-credit scene, you'll see something like literally Deadpool in costume walking from the Fox set to like the Disney set, or maybe he goes to Disneyland <laughs> and he hears like the <laughs> Snow White, like, uh, someday my prince will come, and he's wearing like, um, like Mickey ears, and maybe he like goes, yeah. he's like walking. And he wants to go like into a line for a ride. And he like pushes some kid out of the way or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, r- r- really literal like connecting the universes. That's very yes. Deadpool. So that, like, that's kind of my guess. Like uh, so what do you think? How much of this movie will actually be an MCU movie? Because I kind of think maybe not that much. I think less than people are expecting. Uh, yeah, I don't see it being like a full movie that just connects the two seamlessly. I feel like it's got to be subtle, whatever it is like just sort of a way for fans to kind of go like, Oh, okay. I see how they connect like logically, but that it doesn't really impact the story that much. Or here, here's just another idea or it ends very end post credit scene. It ends with um oh I just oh sometimes I you start theorizing you get excited about your own idea. <laughs> what if like Deadpool and Wolverine like the whole movie is set in the Fox first and then like some portal opens and they get um sucked through or whatever and then they're just like standing in a building they're just standing somewhere and they're like where are we. And um, you hear a familiar voice saying, um, Mr. Wilson, Mr. Howlett, because that's Wolverine's real name, James Howlett. You become part of a bigger Mm -hmm. multiverse. You just don't know it yet. And Samuel L. Jackson is Nick Fury telling them about this uh, threat to the multiverse. (laughs) And then at the end, Deadpool and Wolverine will will return in Avengers Secret Wars. Yeah, that that would be. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. <laughs> it's just like a recreation of the first Iron Man yeah. post credit scene. <laughs> yeah, and then like Deadpool, like oh, <laughs> and Wolverine just like oh no. <laughs> yeah. So yes, we are finally going to get to a point. We're actually this. I would say this is our first. Um, x-men movie in the mcu even uh if it's only connected a little bit but it is exciting we're getting for the first time in a few years we're finally getting wolverine so yeah by uh by a very by two technicalities wolverine in the mcu because uh yeah because um because it's a possibly version of wolverine from a different 
universe and then connecting those universes. Yes. So. so, yeah, there we go. I guess now we'll turn to looking at what we've watched recently these past few yeah, months. Yeah, my favorite, my favorite question. Wow. Ah. I have a lot of things I'm <laughs> excited to talk about. Um, don't even know where to start. Oh, boy. Is there anything you're going to rant about? Like, everything was good, except for this show. This show, I invested eight hours of my life, and it turned out to be a giant scene <laughs> pile of crap. I I mean, I saw some bad things, but I think I just left them out of You're this. not like, I, I see this, just... Netflix? This is me. On the phone, canceling my subscription. Yeah. You just lost a customer. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, I, uh, I, I decided to not talk about or even choose to remember <laughs> anything that I didn't like. So they call I, those I, I, I highly liked. <laughs> yeah, I, I highly liked everything here. Um, how do, uh, how, how do we want to talk about this? Do, do you want to like jump back and vaguely and go in or? order? Yeah. Do you want to vaguely attempt to go in order of, uh, um, like when we saw it? I think or, I put mine um, all in release order. Cause I like looked up everything on Wikipedia. Yeah. You know, I think I will um, start with um, a couple. Yeah, this is. I'll, I'll start with this um, because um, I recently realized this is me catching up on. I believe all these movies. I'm gonna bunch these together. I believe they came out in, all in 2022, perhaps. But um, uh, one thing I've been doing a lot of recent watching a lot of recently. Um, it occurred to me that, um, uh, there are a lot of, if not like almost all of the A24 produced horror movies on Paramount Plus, which I never had a reason to ever get before. And then I was like, oh, this is a reason to get a trial and then cram (laughs) all of these that I can fit into my life, uh, so I, I caught up on a lot that I had been wanting to see and I knew I would probably like. Um, you know, I think I do because I had like a seven day trial and then when I went to cancel it, they offered me two months. (laughs) See, you know what the nice thing is about Paramount Plus? You get all the old Nickelodeon stuff. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's another, I am, I am very excited about all of that. Um, but I started this, uh, it's pretty in a way it's pretty it's pretty basic to like uh a24 horror movies it's like basic adjacent it's like the indie version of being really basic so i by no means think that i'm cool for doing this but i did start a a letterboxed uh list a checklist basically for me watching every single a24 horror movie and I made it through... I had already seen tons of them, and I made it through tons of them. But the ones that I hadn't already seen that I liked the most were... I talked about it a little last episode. Um, X and the um, prequel sequel. It's a prequel uh, that came later. Pearl. Um, were these all were these which both the same were year both, or no? 
Oh, yeah, both wow. of those released in the same year. X came out in like I want to say like March, and Pearl came out. And in they like still October. did it. Where the the second one released was the prequel. Yes, but I think it really makes a lot of. I would recommend anyone watching them watch X first. Um, like Pearl is flavored by the knowledge you get from X because, and it, it's also like the intri- basically what X is kind of a story of a group of people who happen to be a group of people shooting a, shooting a porno. <laughs> um, that's why it's called oh, X. Oh, yes. Um, they just needed two X's. And, y- yeah, they need, so they basically needed, um, their idea was the set was going to be like a farm setting. <laughs> And they found a guy uh, online, like Craigslist or something, to rent out this like other like cabin See, house. Now, that is to perfect shoot in. For horror because all the terrible yeah. stuff happens on Craigslist. Like, do you remember yes. the? This, um, this is opening up a weird rabbit hole. Well, yes. we need a rabbit uh, hole. Do you remember on? Obviously, we've had the Craigslist killer and stuff, but do yeah, you remember like one. in our area? There was that couple on Craigslist who, like, got some dude to come to them for a threesome, and then they murdered him, and they still can't find his head. I, gosh, I I remember this from a long while ago, but I just, I, I, all I remember is I wanted to look into it. It was Craigslist. Yeah. Amazon, perfectly fine. eBay, you don't really hear much (laughs) about it anymore. Well, Craigslist is much like unsolicited. I actually use eBay Do a lot, but that's because it's explicitly not sketchy I was legit anymore. wondering like, if they lo- shut down. A lot of it's just like Amazon. No, it's 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 still pretty popping, but it's honestly mostly like just legitimate purchases from oh, businesses. Okay. Like on Am- like how Amazon is often like a conglomerate yeah. of like You'll see it's from a business, but Amazon yeah. is doing all the work. So basically. do they still do bidding anymore, um, or is that kind of done? It's an oh. option to do bidding, um, uh, and a, a lot of it is. Um, but uh, yeah, eBay has a lot. I've used it a lot just to sell crap that I don't need. And I also, because I, I just kind of hate Amazon, not that eBay <laughs> is much better, but I just sometimes... I'll search on Amazon and then I'll see if it's on eBay for the same price. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, and in terms of other scary things, Airbnb is the other one. The movie Barbarian. Oh. So it, it, yeah, that if you if you want to be taught how Airbnb is scary, watch Barbarian. If you want to be taught how Craigslist is scary, watch <laughs> X. I don't remember it was it wasn't Craigslist. The movie I just remembered the movie is set in. This is embarrassing. The movie is set in like. Um, like the 70s. Oh, so there's no um, Craigslist. Unless there's like a yeah, dude no, online. It was an app. Just it was walking, like an, going around saying, hey, you need my service, guys? I can help you sell no, stuff. No, I think I said, it, it was literally Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said Craigslist because it was my like modern understanding of how something like that would happen. Um, but yeah, it's like very 70s. Um and yeah like i said it's very like they're going deep into the south deep into the middle of nowhere and the guy 
who is at who owns the house is just like a very unsettling person who immediately picks oh up a shotgun God. is just like what are you doing here and he, he he's like he's like accepts that like yeah this is something we agreed on but it kind of doesn't seem like he's fully on board even though he agreed on it um and then yeah what i was going to explain is uh the um the the there's that guy, and then later we meet Pearl, who is the old lady. That's his wife. The old lady is Pearl. So Pearl is Pearl's oh, origin yes. story. And you'll have to see X to understand why one would focus on Pearl so much for the uh, prequel sequel. But um, uh, it X was more of a just slasher than I expected it to be but it did that in, like, the best way possible. And um, even though I would rate both of them very similarly, I would almost say that Pearl might edge it out because Pearl was more of, like, a psychological character-driven horror. Is Pearl uh, set in the 70s, too, or is it, like, earlier? No, because it's it's her when she was much younger, so it's in like the nineteen tens. It's oh like my World God. War One. You know what? There are like a few dec a few decades I'm glad I didn't live in just because they sound so creepy. Yeah. The like nineteen tens <laughs> that that's one I'm yeah. glad to eighteen ninety to nineteen ten. That's yeah, that's time to avoid. Yeah, that's where you're approaching Victorian and that that uh, yeah, that's when everything's yes. haunted. But, um, yeah, both of those are amazing, and, yeah, I guess I'll, uh, I'll also bring up, um, uh, this, this one... Oh, real quick, is this next one uh, horror one, too? Yeah, okay, because Because I do have a question horror about horror movies. I've always been wondering to ask you. Sure. So, um, I don't know if this makes a difference or not, but do you prefer horror movies set like in modern times or before there were smartphones available because or cell phones even because then it's like you are completely on your own do you like prefer like less tech so it's just like you are really on your own or does it not matter so (laughs) um it's funny you bring that up because come to think of it the next movie i'm gonna bring up is like almost entirely driven by like that idea of like if a movie is set right now with modern people um how could it all go wrong with like cell phone it's like very in tune with like like cell phones like someone makes a a tiktok in it and that's a big part of it so uh but um i would say that um i First of all, I don't tend to be someone who gets nitpicky with horror movies where like a lot of people like and to me, I, I genuinely don't understand the emotion. But a lot of people will watch horror movies and be like completely taken out of it because they're just like, why didn't you just do that? <laughs> and I just don't feel that emotion. I'm to me, I'm just along for the ride. And I'm like, the reason why these things are happening is because they decided that was what would make would make the movie good. So they can just say there are no cell phones. I don't care. <laughs> they can just say no cell phones in this movie. Whatever reason, don't just whatever reason you want. It's in the wilderness and there's no reception. I don't care. There's no cell phones. It's just I don't care. 
Uh, so in that sense, I would say that I don't care that much what the period is. I would say just for my track record, I think I tend to like things that are set in modern times more. Um, maybe it's a little more relatable. Um, uh, as long as it doesn't like lean into it too much, uh, with being like super trendy or something, but that's exactly what this one I'm going to bring up (laughs) does right. Because I was worried that it was going to be just like a pile of like overly trendy, like slop trying to like appeal to Gen Z or whatever, but um, the movie Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah, oh, I, I heard of that one. Which is like, uh, it's like a comedy horror movie, and most of the promotion um, uh, had a. God. Why? Pete, Pete Davidson? Davidson. Yeah, Pete Davidson. Um, he is in it. He's not like the main character or anything, though. Um, in fact, he's not. I would call maybe one or two people the main characters, and it's not him. But they, he was in a lot of the promotion, obviously. Um, but it's very much like a horror comedy. And so I, I thought I didn't... It got such incredible reviews that I was like, okay, I'll probably like it. It's probably well done. Um, but I think I expected it to be more of just a silly comedy with a horror theme than it was. Because I have to say, this is genuinely one of the most just tense movies where it's just like an hour and a half of straight, like, like, um, interpersonal tension, people screaming at each other and like, you never know when someone's gonna like snap and like, they're getting so mad at each other and no one trusts each other. It's like pure paranoia for an hour and a half that like genuinely left me at the edge of my seat more than many other horror movies that I watched this summer did. Um, and I thought that was amazing for a movie that is in many ways a comedy because the characters are like parodies of the characters are basically like parodies of people you would meet, uh, kind of annoying people you would meet in real life, uh, who are kind of in the younger generations or whatever. But, um, it was, um, yeah, it was fantastic. So, yeah, I would say those are kind of my three favorites from this binge that I that I that I watched. So, oh, yes, I believe I rated all of those four and a half stars out of five on Letterboxd. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Yes, I don't have a letterbox. Sometimes I think of doing it. Yeah, it's it's, it helps me a lot to just remember what I've seen. All right, so I guess I can bring up uh, something I've watched recently. And alas, it's a, something I've brought up on this show since the beginning. Since we launched it back in 2017, and it may be one of the last times I mention it because this franchise has now come to an end. And this year was the final season of the CW's The Flash. And now I still have three episodes I haven't seen. And this season's a bit bit hit or miss. But there were two episodes that were really important. Um, And actually, this was like one of the few final seasons where the series finale was not the most important episode to get right. 
But um, right. So, um, in May, I believe it was, they aired the series finale of The Flash, which mm-hmm. I it was part four of a storyline, and I had not seen the first three parts, and I still haven't seen them yet. But I was just like, I don't care because I'm I want to sit down and watch it without getting spoiled. Because as we've known the past few years, superhero series finales usually suck. They usually suck. However, the last few years, we've seen a bit of a change. Uh, Black Lightning, I thought, did a good job of wrapping up that story. Supergirl did a good job of wrapping up her story. And Spider-Man No Way Home... Uh, both Toby and Andrews had their stories wrapped up sat- in a satisfying way. Which now, we, we don't know if they're coming back or not for Secret Wars. Uh, <clears throat> in my personal opinion, I'd rather just... If you're going to bring them back, just do a Spider-Man 4 Amazing Spider-Man 3. I think that's what everyone would rather have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... I wa- I decided to sit down and watch it, and I was like, all right, here we go. It's probably going to suck, but here we go. And I watched it, and, you know, most of the finale is fine. It's it's all right. It's clearly the best days of the show are behind it, and it was time to end it. But, um, like, they had, like, the big villain of The Flash... That, like, his Joker in there get defeated by, like, these side characters. I'm like, what? What? Is this serious? You're not even having him go <laughs> against the Flash? Whatever. And they had, like, this character who died a heroic death in season one be the villain. I'm like, he's... Now, I haven't seen the first three episodes, so I don't know how he came back. But I'm just like, what, mm-hmm. why is he the villain? Why are we doing this? This... And his motivation seems yeah. very lame. <laughs> but, you know, it was... Showrunner for the last few seasons of The Flash was not the best. But that's not where the finale strengths lie. It lies not with the superhero stuff. It lies with, like, the Barry Allen stuff. And this, um... The series finale, after they got done with the superhero stuff, which was not that great, they did, like, the birth of his daughter, which was something that's been teased for a while, and that was great. But really, what made that finale st- like um, be more than just, it was alright, was the final scene. And for years, there's always been, like, if I were to imagine how like I would want the Flash to end, there was always a certain way. And they did it. And it was like, um, it's him like with his daughter and he kind of recites the first few lines from the pilot that he narrated to the audience. And I was hopeful for the finale a little bit when, um, he talks about how, cause you know, a lot of times when superhero stuff is coming to an end, people are always just like, is he going to die in the end? Is he going to die? Was he going to retire? But Grant Gustin talks about, and look, Showrunner Eric Waltz wasn't a great showrunner, but he did understand endings because he talks <laughs> about, like, here's how I wanted to end the show, and Grant Gustin, who played The Flash, agreed with him. And this is why it always drives me crazy about, like, some superhero finales where they just retire or die. It's like, um, you know, 
he talks about how like the nice thing about the Flash finale was, you know, um, the show ends, but these characters don't cease to exist. You know, the show's over, but the story continues. And there's this great yeah. like uh, monologue he's talking about, and he's run racing through the city in the Flash costume. He's talking about how, and it, it's like voiceover about stuff he's telling his daughter, like he's gonna try and make this world a better place for her. You know, maybe one day we can like have a world where like uh, we're all brought together with stuff. And he talks about like uh, um. We're trying to make a better world for you, Nora. A Nora, a world where anything is possible as long as we continue to believe in it. And it felt like a reminiscent shot of the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, where it's you. The final shot is just Flash racing through the city, and he like smiles to the camera, kind of like Christopher Reeve and Superman. And <clears throat> once yeah. it ended, once it was done, once like the credits rolled, I was just like. It didn't even matter if the rest of the season sucked. I just was just like, you know what? I feel satisfied. If I'm not like, what is this crap? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's that's how it should end. And I can walk away yeah. being satisfied. Yeah, good ending yes. does a lot. But <clears throat> that but then I also saw the most important episode of the season, which was the final Green Arrow Flash crossover. So, you know, I, w- I hated the series finale of The Flash. I mean, of Arrow. You know, that was, like, one thought I had after the Flash finale, which I watched first, was, wow, Flash had a great series finale. Well, Flash had a great ending, the final scene. It's too bad Arrow yeah. crapped the bed on its ending. But, you know, <laughs> Stephen Amell came back for one final appearance as Green Arrow in the crossover. And there was a way I thought they were going to do it, and a way I was hoping they would do it. And they didn't do the way I thought they would do it. They did it the way I was hoping they would do it. Which was, they pretty much changed the context of the Arrow finale, where he's not really dead. He's kind of in this purgatory state, and he comes back whenever the multiverse is in danger, but he's like going throughout the multiverse. So he's still out there watching over the world. And um, the final crossover was great. They had the villain from season six. And this very much felt like a sequel to Crisis on Infinite Earths. And then they did stuff like they had um, the one up like uh, Green Arrow's assistant assistant Diggle in it. And they got to say goodbye to each other, which they, they didn't get to do in the series finale. And um, there were, like, a few moments where I was like, ah! And one of them was, uh, he's, like, fighting, like, uh, Flash and Kid Flash have the bad guy, like, they're holding him. And uh, mm-hmm. you see Green Arrow, he goes, Ramsey Rosso. And you're like, oh, my God, he's going to say the line. He's going to say the line. You have failed this city. And he shoots the arrow. You're like, oh, my God! And... Um, <laughs> And the final scene was um, was Barry and Oliver in a bar because he has to go back. He can only come to Earth for a temporary amount of time before he has to go back and watch over the multiverse. And he says like this mm-hmm. stuff, and I'm not gonna lie, it, it like it hits you. It, like if 
if you've been watching like these characters for 11 years, like it hits you at the end. And there's this great scene about um, where Barry asks Oliver, like, am I doing enough? And he, Oliver kind of paraphrases what he said to him in the pilot, like, uh, are you a, guy, a guardian angel over your city providing hope, keeping people safe in a flash? And then once the episode ended, it was just like, yes, uh, we now have a proper ending to Arrow. So now all of the Arrowverse shows have had satisfying endings. We're like, okay, I, I can, I feel good about how this has ended. I can walk away satisfied. <laughs> so it was nice yeah. after three years being like, wow, they really crapped the bed on the ending to finally have a proper ending. Well, a lot of great yes. things given there. You gotta have a good ending. Yeah, so it, I don't know, if you wanted to go on to your next thing now. Sure. But yeah, what a, what a, what a saga. I mean, talking about Arrowverse, the whole entirety yes. of the show. I mean, we do still have Superman so. Lois, but they've kind <clears throat> of... Mm-hmm. It's kind of disconnected, but... Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so the next thing I'll talk about... Um, I'll talk about this now so we can round out all the the horror stuff uh uh this is a very recent horror movie that came out this year and um you know it's funny this year was filled with maybe more movies than many years prior where i was like i am definitely gonna see this in the <laughs> theater uh like this is for me <clears throat> um the D movie super mario brothers movie uh, Spider Verse, The Flash, uh, that Bo is Afraid movie. Um, I did not, I did end up seeing the D and D movie. Did at you home. mention Bo? Is this afraid is the only movie this is, year because I know I heard of it. Yeah, I mentioned it as one of my most anticipated movies of the year, and it still <laughs> is. I am super excited for it. Haven't seen it. I just my I don't know what, what my my brain does sometimes. Even though I'm excited, I just don't. But I've also just never been like. It's not even like these days. I don't like going to the movies anymore. I've never loved going to the movies. Usually, when I'm there and I'm watching it, I enjoy it. But there's like stress with like going there and finding your seats and getting ready and and. All of that keeps me from ever going. So but, you wouldn't be excited uh, when about someone else like, makes pl- anything getting re-released in theaters. You'd just be like, "No, I'll stay home." I I sometimes consider it when there's a movie I didn't see in theaters that uh, <clears throat> uh, that I think the experience. Like if might Lord be of the good, Rings was I, in theaters next week, would you go? I would highly oh, consider yeah. it. But, like, I feel like it's the same thing with the movie, like, where I was like, oh, I definitely need to see that in the theaters. But then I end up not. It would probably be something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I did see one movie in the theaters this year. And, um... Uh, I would have thought it was Dungeons it and Dragons, that, but that's not it, right? No. No. That was my guess. Uh, it, it came out very recently. Like, it came out, like, last month. Uh... And I don't even know if you've ever heard of it, honestly. It, it, it was it 
was talked about a lot. There was a lot of promotion, and um, it got extremely good reviews. Uh, and when I saw the reviews and that, like, it's a this this is a twenty four two, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, I I can't remember actually. Well, why are you looking that um, up? Are, are it you going to see it that? Is, uh, it is also a 24. I just saw like, they did a preview for it. I know nothing about the movie. The Thanksgiving horror movie or whatever. Uh, no, no, I've never heard of they that. They just put a trailer <laughs> up for it yesterday. Uh, int- uh, I'll have to look into it. But uh, what this movie was uh, is a movie called talk to me have you heard i don't of talk think to me? so yeah it only came out like a month ago uh most of the promotion was just like um this creepy hand that um, oh i see the poster but, now. Um, yeah it was uh made in australia and it is a24 but uh yeah i kept he, he, I, I heard how good it was. I didn't want to know anything about it. So I knew literally nothing going into it, except that it was good and it was an A24 horror movie. And luckily some friends wanted to see it too, which is probably the push I needed to actually go see it. But um, I got to say, this is this is one of the best horror movies I've seen in a long, long time. Like, this was... This is revolutionary to me. Um, I... Uh... And probably enhanced by going to the theater. I I, I don't know how to like tomatoes. explain. Yeah, I mean, I I think a lot of people are thinking that it's a truly exceptionally good horror movie, um, <clears throat> and it it deals completely, almost completely around like teens, mostly like seventeen, eighteen year olds, I think. In a but in a way that like every single person doesn't come across as like a, a child actor or something every single person is an incredible performer and it, it i i don't i don't know how to explain that just like this this is like a horror movie that just has like creepy but kind of incredible vibes like there's just like a lot of really interesting cinema cinematography moments uh I know there, there's this scene where they're doing this almost like seance thing and there's this like upbeat like music playing and it's just like this montage of them going absolutely crazy like partying and I would like that's probably happens towards the beginning and I was just like wow this is different this is like um like capturing a, a feeling that I haven't really felt in a horror movie. It's very bizarre. Um, but it's, it's, and hard to explain, obviously, but it was, it was really good. Um, and I do recommend people who want to see it not know too much, but it does have to do with a, a curse and, uh, uh, like sort of, um, being possessed by things, but in a unique way uh, to where it doesn't feel like a lot of other possession uh, horror movies. Um, Yeah, there's something about it really special, and I actually don't 
think that the director really directed anything else. It could have been a first feature film situation. Let me recheck on that because I just kind of remembered thinking like I'm going to watch out uh, for what they do in oh, the, in the future. Two brothers. Um. Oh, I think I heard that they're yeah they're from they made YouTube videos. Oh right, yeah. I kind of remember their hearing first that. feature film. Yeah, it a great first feature film. Sixty-three million dollars on a four-point-five million-dollar budget. Well, that, that's what you need to you need to stop those uh, like uh, Marvel and DC you need to stop trying to make billion dollar movies that lose yes. 200 million dollars and start making uh, 4 million dollar movies that make yes. 60 million dollars let's have the crappiest special effects just so we can save some yeah. money but I mean with, with 4 like 4 million dollars is enough to I know the amount of special effects in Marvel movies changes that significantly so I know it's not the same but like at least with the amount of special effects that are in this movie they're all incredible. No, I think so. I read somewhere or heard somewhere that like in 2019 like we had the Avengers Endgame and the Joker movie like Avengers made more money but Joker was like far more profitable. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, that was my, so far, maybe only movie I saw in theaters this year. Uh, and yeah, during I'm catching up, but we'll see what my top You're not going like, to go see the Taylor Swift the concert movie? Ends up being, but I did? didn't know that oh. was a thing. But It has broken pre-sale records that were held by Spider-Man No Way Home and Avengers oh. Endgame. <laughs> I bet. I mean, that doesn't surprise me in, in the least. But hey, we'll see my Part end of just the year like, list. You know, she's not going to be there, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know why they're like selling tickets like early so fast. Like, it's not like there's spoilers. I guess there were. They want to make sure they get to it, but I mean, it's working because it's selling out yeah. fast. It's it's so. Let's well, yeah. It's so people can get them before they sell do, out. Have you ever watched anything on... Do you watch Peacock a lot? Uh, Not a ton, but I definitely do. Oh my god. There. So there's a show um, I watch a lot on Peacock. Every commercial bit, commercial break is that Taylor Swift Capital One commercial. Have you seen that one? I think it's where she plays a bunch of characters from her music videos. Like, it's star- mm. like I know it's starting... And I'm so sick of it because it's been playing all the time since February, so I'm fairly sick of it. Wow! And it's you see the girl just like at a store going, <gasps> and um, she sees Taylor <laughs> Swift, and uh, Taylor is just going to the, all these random places, and everyone just stops and stares. Oh, okay. Yeah, I well, haven't seen it. It's not a bad commercial. Yeah. I'm just kind of tired of it after several months every commercial break i would be too yes they also play the nick fury capital one or not nick fury samuel l jackson capital one commercial a lot i have seen that it's always weird to see him with two eyes now 
You're like, yeah, get some <laughs> yeah. depth perception. There we go. He yeah, can finally drive a motorcycle again. Is that what yeah. is that a thing? Like if you could you drive a motorcycle if you only have one eye? I mean, it seems like you should need two eyes. I, I don't know. Um, I've never heard that, though. Now I'm trying to wonder if that's just a rumor I heard. Although, isn't it true, like, to be a pilot, you need to have, like, perfect eyesight? Yeah, you can't be colorblind, I know. Um, I'm pretty sure you need... 2020 vision? Yeah, like, nearly 2020 vision or something. There are a lot of things that disqualify someone from being a pilot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I hate flying in general. Like it's one of like the, in my opinion, it's one of the worst things, worst experiences. So, to choose as a profession, I don't yeah. know how someone would just like I'm gonna go on a plane all the time. Yeah, yeah. Some people. Yeah, that's different. why you always gotta be extra nice to flight attendants because if I don't want to fly this yeah. one time. I'm sure that they don't want to do it all the time. Or maybe they're just numb to it by now. Yeah. I'm sure they are. All right. So, uh, I guess I'll go into uh, something real quick. Although, I did tease a little bit. I could uh, mention a few uh, new thing that I haven't been able to before. Instead of what I've been oh. watching. You know, just a quick thing. I'll also pair it with another thing. Because, you know, we are the comments section. But, you know, this isn't the thing I was teasing. But sometimes we like to read, too. We, I mean, we are yeah. literate. We, yes. Yeah, we can read Those we classes read that taught us how to read, for the most part, worked. So, um, I mean, this yeah. is a quick thing. Right now, I've been go- going through the Frank Miller Dark Knight universe again. So, I started uh, Superman Year One. And now I'm going through Batman Year One again. I was just like, you know what? It, it's been a little bit. It is time to go through these again. Like, Batman Year One, Dark Knight Returns. The sequel, or the Batman and Robin book that everybody hates. But I think it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Although, I, it, it works better if you binge read it versus if you read it like month to month there's like some stuff where you're like what and then the next issue you're like that makes sense now <laughs> yes I see so just a quick shout out to that but recently I finally got up to the times um recently over the summer before I found out I had to buy a whole new laptop cause the battery's going bad I, I yeah. finally upgraded <clears throat> from PS3 to a Playstation 5 Yes, so I can finally say what I've been playing, and there's two things. I actually beat the story for both of them recently. Two things I've been playing a lot, and one of them is the 2018 Spider-Man game. Yes, it's five years later, and I finally got to play it. And I'll be honest, I I thought people were overhyping it. Because I saw, when, like, I saw the trailers and stuff, there was a lot of stuff from the recent comics I don't like. Like, Mr. Negative is a character from the more recent run that I I just don't like. But, um, I thought it was going to be more like the comics I don't like. But it was actually kind of like 
the Arkham games, which was like a whole celebration of the of like Spider Man. Like I honestly didn't know Doc Ock was like one of the two main villains of the game. Like, um, it had stuff from the Sam Raimi movies, stuff from the Andrew Garfield movies, stuff from the Stan Lee run, Brian Michael Bendis' Ultimate Spider-Man run. It was, like, the ultimate tribute to Spider-Man. It is, I can say, outside the Arkham games, is my favorite superhero video game. And it's one of my favorite Spider-Man adaptions. Like, I mean... yeah. There is like oh the like one of the last scenes of the game which you have you had it spoiled for you or I I've <clears throat> I, I I'm I probably oh, haven't okay. had so that I'll, spoiled I'll I've um I've watched it I've watched it played a lot but I I can't say that I know the story well enough to where I think if I if I played it myself I'd still kind yeah, of be new so, to me so um real quick just so I know for spoilers have you seen Across the Spider Verse. Okay, then no, I, I won't say. That was, yeah, that was in that long list. But, um, yeah, you know, <laughs> even though you know, you know what? One thing I love about new video games, you can play in the movie costume. Yeah. And look, you know, some people will have the PS4 or yeah, PS4 because I had it remastered for PS5. They put that Spider Man on a pedestal, and that's nice. But for me, he wasn't the PS4 mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Most of the time, he was Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. And I'll be honest, even though yeah. we just saw him in No Way Home, whenever I saw those cinematics and it was him in the Tobey Maguire costume, yeah. I was like, oh, it's <clears throat> Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, because yeah, games these days, it's it's not like, oh, that polygon kind of <laughs> yeah. looks like Tobey Maguire. It, like, legitimately, games these days are often, like, yeah, really crazy with the the visuals of faces yeah so um just like and just like watching being like wow this feels like it 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 could almost be toby a few years later or whatever but it it was great and i'll mention the other video game and it was the one i almost i wanted to make doubly sure that ps4 could like download and play ps4 games or ps5 could and after yeah. eight years, I finally got to play Batman Arkham Knight. Yes. Ooh, um, I will nice. say, one of the creepiest Batman stories I've ever experienced. Like, Oh, really? It, it's really <laughs> up there. Especially, I mean, you knew because, like, Scarecrow's the villain. But, man, yeah. did it give you the creeps. Man, was it awesome. <laughs> I, mean, I still have a bunch of the side wow. stories. And um, they're... I mean, it's hard not to bring up, but, you know, in the game, they try to hint to you that, like, this is it for Batman, and uh, playing the Mm -hmm. game for the first time did hit differently, Uh, hearing Kevin Conroy play those, uh, say those lines, Mm -hmm. like, uh, tonight, Wing, this is the last time we're ever going to meet, but it was kind of like, like, I'll be honest, this has been, like, one of the hardest celebrity deaths, but it did feel like... uh, it was nice to have like one last adventure with Kevin Conroy, even though, yeah, you know he's come. We'll have him in Suicide Squad, the video game. I think he's in the Crisis movie. Um, but mm-hmm. that was great. And a way to give it more nostalgic was, most of the time, I never played him in the Arkham costume. Pfft, no, most of the time, it was in Michael Keaton's costume. 
<laughs> and that even <laughs> add more to the nostalgia. Like honestly, cool. when I was playing it, and again, we just had the Flash movie, which had Michael Keaton as Batman, but without spoiling it, I don't know how you can look at that and say it's the same version from the Tim Burton movies. Like it's very clearly someone like the Tim Burton Batman who lives in an altered DCEU world. But um, this, it, like, playing Arkham, I know that we've had other stuff that had Kevin Conroy in it afterwards, but when I was playing it, yeah. it felt like, it really kind of felt like a wrap-up of the animated series era, the Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher era. Like, I was just like, wow, mm-hmm. at, even though, you know, we had other stuff, but it feels like a nice kind of finale to an era, even though it wasn't a finale. But, um, and I was really glad I got to, like, experience it the first time when the Flash movie was happening. There's one thing I gotta say about that game. I will say it's my second favorite of the Arkham games, but there's one thing that really drives me crazy. That puts it a little bit below. I've never experienced a Batman yeah. story where he relies this much on the Batmobile. Like, this was oh. the first one where they you could drive the Batmobile, and boy, did they yeah. really force it in at some parts. Like, oh. <laughs> they have this thing, like the Riddler, a Riddler storyline, which is a pain to try to get through. And I'm just like, real, by the way, I, I, I gotta say, for me, um, and, you know... Like I've said, the Batman overall, I liked it. Um, I can't get upset with Matt Reeves over the issues because you know he really went for it. He, you can tell he really tried. But boy, is the Riddler version much better of what they were trying to do in the Batman um, mm. th- than what they were trying to do in the Batman. Yeah, I get you. I haven't like I haven't seen um, it, that's interesting. It would be interesting yeah, to like, compare. I believe that the Riddler in here could, like, put all the puzzles and all that. When Riddler was, like, um, when we saw Riddler after he got unmasked, I did not believe he was that same character who could, like, do all that stuff. But, um, but my God, for someone who loves the mind, he's so obsessed with the freaking Batmobile in this game. That's so unrealistic. I'm just like, what? <laughs> but other than that. Oh, Arkham Knight. What a what a great one. So, wow. Wow, finally moving finally, up. Uh, finally got the there. gaming world. <clears throat> I, I this isn't one of the things I was going to bring up, but since we are bringing up video games, I'll quickly say um I haven't tried a ton of new video games this year, but this year did contain I can honestly say, and I I know I'm a person that uses a lot of hyperbole. <laughs> But this year had two uh, of the best games I've ever played come out this year. And they both put every other game that has been released this year to absolute shame. Um, In fact, I tried playing other new games after playing them and was just like, it doesn't feel the same anymore. I think other games are ruined because of how good these are. But I'll say the first one, which is the one I'm playing that just came out. I've been playing now, 
that a lot of people are raving about. I think it's like one of the highest rated games on Steam ever oh, wow. at this point, maybe in like the top 10. Uh, Baldur's Gate I've 3. I've heard so many people which is, bring that up. <laughs> it's genuinely like such a good game that it's like, it might like change the game in- industry because there's the whole thing about like a lot and a lot of people got outraged because there is some uh some industry person who's just like hey this shouldn't be the standard for what video games are like we can't expect all video games to be this polished and this and this uh complete and this expansive and then everyone's just like no we actually should expect games to be better um but it is uh the first two may have come out as early as the late oh, wow. 90s or something, Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, but they were D&D games. It's like a licensed Dungeons & Dragons video game with like tactical combat and really heavy on story. And yeah, it's just such an amazing s- story. Like I just feel really immersed in it uh lately. I'm still I'm about halfway through, I bet, and like 70 <laughs> hours in, maybe. Uh but I could see playing it for hundreds of hours. There's so much to do. Is it like um, a Grand Theft I bring that up wherever. It is like it's open world, but the gameplay isn't anything like that uh, because it, it's not an action game. Like uh, things don't happen necessarily in real time. It, first of all, it's like top down, like bird's oh, eye okay. view kind of thing, where the character is kind of smaller and you're yeah. clicking around on the map. Almost oh, like RuneScape yes. back in the day. Like, yeah. Um, you click on the map to go places. Uh, and then you can, like, search things. And, like, when you interact with things, a die will roll, like in D&D, but you're pl- in the game. And then whenever you reach combat, it goes fully into turn-based mode, which a lot of people have mixed opinions on. I've always been a huge fan of turn- turn-based combat games, even more than, like, action combat. But that's just my taste. I like the strategy of that but um whenever it goes into combat it goes fully into a turn-based mode where every single monster and every single one of your characters has a turn and then you you go on your turn and move around the map and attack things uh but that's kind of how real D works it, it kind of just feels like playing D but the in same a video company, game or is it just kind of like <clears throat> it's heavily influenced no it's like licensed it's like licensed. It is oh, okay. official D and D, but it is not from the D and D company at all. Um, yeah, it's from Larian Studios, and it's made in like the UK. And D and D is by Wizards of the Coast, and it's made in the US. Um, <clears throat> but, um, and I bring that one up first because, as amazing as that game is, it isn't even my favorite game of the year. Because my favorite game of the year, I I might have found my new favorite game of all time this year. Um, Because it's the new Zelda game, Tears of the Kingdom. It it is, it's immaculate. It's genuinely like, I I, I played it in May, like all the whole month. And then every, like almost the whole rest of the summer, I was just like trying to play other video games and like, nothing's (laughs) the same, man. You can't reach this high that often. Um, because, like, Breath of the Wild was, like, one of the most highly acclaimed video games of all time, and I think this is better than Breath of the Wild. Like, pretty easily. So, I would have said my previous 
maybe tied at this point, uh, or we'll see how Tears of the Kingdom holds up. But I always said my favorite video game of all time was The Wind Waker, which is another Zelda game for GameCube. That's um, a throwback. Tears of the Kingdom, yeah, I, that's I've always said that's like my favorite game of all time. I love the open world, sailing the ocean. And this has like a lot of. This almost feels like the sort of more Wind Waker version of Breath of the Wild. So I think that's why I partly like it so much. But like, man, it's just. Uh, I, w- I was lost in it that whole month. It's such a good game. Oh, yes. Do you prefer. I don't know if you mentioned it before. Do you prefer like playing like a cons- on a console or a computer? Um, I gen- I gen- I generally think that I'm more of a console gamer. I mean, for the past few years, almost everything I've been playing has been on the Switch. Um, and that's mostly, uh, yeah, what most new games I've been playing have, I've only been playing them once they get released on the Switch, which isn't, which isn't everything. So I, I haven't kept up on most, like, AAA titles. But um, I do think I am still quite a big PC gamer, though, but more when it comes to, like, certain games that I just think work better on a computer, which usually is more, like, tactical sort of games that, like, sometimes, like, feel more like a board game or something. Um yeah, a lot of, like, top-down stuff where you're, like, navigating a map, which is what Baldur's Gate is like. Um, or, like, a like a SimCity or, like, building kind of game. Like, that, that kind of stuff works better on PC. Uh, so, yeah, stuff like that I like to play on PC for. And I, I did recently get a, a gaming laptop for a pretty good deal. So I'm able to, you know, do a little more than I would be able to on my Mac. Oh, yeah. I remember I tried to play uh, Arkham Asylum on my laptop, and I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this one bit. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of a lot of people, it's natural to them, but with games like that, I, I personally hate uh, called WASD movement. Oh, yeah. Which is when you put your fingers. I, I've yeah. always hated that using having to keep one hand on the mouse and one hand over WASD it's yeah. so unnatural to me and i've played computer games like my whole life but I, the computer games i play i typically use the mouse yeah. and i click on stuff to do stuff uh and every now and then i might click like a hotkey or something like oh if you press 1 it does this and so i'll mostly be clicking and then go pop and that's kind of what baldur's gate is like cuz you're just clicking on the map and then like every now and then uh, I'm like, oh, I want to see what's over there. Let's n- nudge the arrow key over that way. Um, but yeah, I just kind of feel like it's weird because um, I would say that like PC gamer type people swear by like first person shooters and action games <laughs> need to be played on a PC because it's like more accurate. But like. Every time I've ever played any first-person shooter or, like, a more action-oriented game on a PC, it's such an awful experience to me. It's, yeah, it's so unnatural to to use a, a, a device for typing in letters yeah. and words 
and use it like yeah. it's a controller. I'm just yeah. It's a it's a hot take honestly for most, but I I don't really yeah. like it. So, um you know what I also have to say, I bring it up a lot, but I think it's worth repeating. I love more how like more superhero games have embraced being like Grand Theft Auto where it's just like, you know, if you're if you're Spider-Man, you're having a hard time going after like Scorpion. It's nice to just catch some guy robbing a um a uh, yeah. grocery store or something. Yeah, I've al- I've always been bigger into open world games uh, where you can like take yeah. a break from things. Because you know what didn't stuff. have that? It's, it's always the I got way. for five bucks um, on the digital store the Avengers game, and you know oh. after ten minutes it stops being fun. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> oh god yeah. Yeah, I I hate like they're like linear yeah. games when they're like that. I I can't I can't do yeah. it. So um, we talked a lot about games. So I'll just throw this other thing out there. What I've been watching recently, or what I'm going through right now. I so I recently got the doctor. Well, actually, no. Like last summer, I got the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness Blu-ray, and I was just like, you know, I finally need to sit down and watch it again. And I was like, you know what? I, I will build up to that. I'm going to go through phase one of the MCU again. So um, I've been going through that. Because, um, you know, honestly, it is kind of like... Um, because of how much I don't like the MCU right now, it is good to kind of have a refresher. Like, no, the old movies are good. It's just the new stuff sucks. And, uh, yeah, like... Mm-hmm. I've gone through Captain America so far, Iron Man. And you know what? Honestly, I think one of the things that's hurting the MCU, besides the fact that Cap and Iron Man are gone, just themselves are gone, is that those were really, like, such grounded characters that kept it fresh. Like, Captain America and Iron Man... Like, kept it grounded, like, in between when you would see, like, Thor's stuff. Like, right now they've got Eternals, and they've got Thor, and they got Doctor Strange, and really the only grounded one you have is, like, Spider-Man. And even then, that's been a divisive series, besides the third one. And the third one, I mean, it was was necessary. They went full multiverse with it, but, I mean... The first two acts are still pretty grounded. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, by, before we get on to your what's next, or not yeah, what we've been watching, I just, yeah. you know, I don't care if it's a hot take. People talk about um, MCU should have ended after Endgame, and I can understand that sentiment, but I still say No Way Home is a better ending for the MCU than Endgame would have been. Yeah, I would at least allow yeah. it to go to there, according to my taste. But yeah, um, yeah, I can move on to my thing, and I won't uh, talk about this too long because I don't have a lot to say. But I did finally see the D and D movie, which is one of my, uh, or Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves, which was one of my most anticipated movies this year, and I only finally saw it once it was available on streaming. Was that Paramount Plus? Uh, a couple weeks ago or so. Movie. Yeah, 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 it's Paramount Plus, I think. Um, 
actually come to think of it, that's why I got the trial to begin with. And then the the thing I realized is that, oh, it also has all of these. But um, uh, I think that my my expectations were met, if not slightly ex- exceeded, because my expectations were like, this looks like an enjoyable enough movie, popcorn movie that is inoffensive and it's just be kind of fun and like I'm since I'm a fan of D&D it'll satisfy that itch. I would say it went beyond that a little like it was genuinely charming in in ways that uh I maybe didn't expect. It was, it was, but it was it was really entertaining. Um it has everything you want. I I realized something about it that's very weird. I said I wasn't going to talk about this much, but I just remembered that I had this thought towards the end of the movie that is so weird, I've never heard anyone say it. The movie kind of feels like the original Star Wars. A lot of stuff about it. One, they use a ton of practical effects of weird creatures. So they're walking around these new, exciting areas in in like a fantasy land. And there are these like practical effects, like people in yeah. suits that look like weird creatures, and I'm and so that was one element. And it's a it's a heist movie. The whole oh. thing is a heist movie. And in the original Star Wars, they're trying to yeah. get into the ship and get the princess, and it, they're both kind of like like part of the plot is a heist movie. Um, so yeah, and other than that, like just a band of heroes doing that together. For some reason, I was like getting like. Even if someone doesn't like Dungeons and Dragons, like if you think of it in the context of this being kind of like a Star Wars like movie, I think that's a pretty good way to recommend it to people because that's kind of what it is. It's like no one went into Star Wars knowing anything about Star Wars. It was new. (laughs) So um, even though there's tons of uh, Easter eggs and stuff for fans of Dungeons and Dragons games and stuff, uh, I actually found it to be kind of in that vein of like a and also the first star wars movie is like not that deep i would even argue that this movie is maybe a little deeper <gasps> than the original star wars i mean but i mean ever i think most people would, would if if they take a second to think about it they'd probably agree with me because uh that's kind of been established that the first star wars is a little more like a just we're gonna create this fun little space movie uh, without much lore yet. I just want to say, um, on record, only one host said that. <laughs> I'm innocent. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's that controversial. I think most people would even like. I've heard people say that they don't that they like, uh, you know, uh, episode five and six more because they get yeah. deeper into the actual characters and the lore of Star Wars. That the first one doesn't get into that much it's yeah. kind of just First like a, heist a lot movie more where they're they're fine yeah it's very simple and so when i say that this is even maybe a little more complicated than that that's what i mean uh but it is still like you don't have to understand like when you were watching star wars for the first time uh or i assume people who did see it in theaters for the first time and they went on this like alien planet and you see someone who has like uh like six eyes or something like big antennas or something you're not gonna you know question it too much you're just like oh yeah it's a weird space land so yeah i can honestly recommend the D movie to anyone. oh yes it's pretty enjoyable yes 
Did it flop at the box office? Um, I think it may have. I I, I think um, it's not exactly like. Even though D and D is like more popular now than ever, it's still technically kind of a niche hobby. Yeah. But you know, I I've heard so many. What is the Rotten Tomatoes score? Because I'm sure it's pretty high. Like you get ninety one percent. Oh, 91. Yeah, I was going to guess 80 something. Dragons. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like. It, it, it's such an inoffensive movie. It's hard for me to imagine someone not liking it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, re- I really did. I really yes. liked it. So. So, um, I guess I'll go into my next thing then. So, one of the first movies I saw this summer. Yes. So I was like, when did that awful Shazam sequel come out? That was March. You know, we'll, we'll try to block out that movie. But one of the first movies... Yeah, yes. we, we talked about that on the show. One of the yeah. first movies I saw this summer was one that brought me back under the sea. And that was the live-action oh, remake yeah. of The Little Mermaid. And I have to say, I think of all the live-action Disney adaptations, this is the best one. And the reason I think it's the best one is because, like, uh, one other one I really liked was the live-action Aladdin one. And that, the thing about the live-action Aladdin one was the stuff they adapted from the anime movie was great. Some of the new stuff kind of (laughs) sucked. But the new stuff in The Little Mermaid was really good and added more to the story. So, that was That's great. Um, Haley Bailey did such a great job playing Ariel because she had to do both the singing parts and she also had to rely on facial expressions when um, Ursula took her voice. And I'll say, she's going to be in the color purple, which comes out around Christmas. If that movie is great, too... Mm-hmm. I mean, she's going to be one of the breakout stars of this year. Like, she really crushed this role. Um, Melissa McCarthy was great as Ursula, too. And, yeah, now look, obviously it's not as good as the animated movie. Which, none of the live-action remakes are as good as the animated movies. But this was a nice tribute to that Disney movie that kicked off that animation renaissance that we had from 1989 till 1999. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it is the best of the live action Disney remakes we've had. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's not something that I would expect a super high bar on, but uh, yeah. it sounds pretty good. So, um,. I guess I can mention another thing real quick. Yeah, I've got oh, okay. two more things. Uh, I don't know. Did you want to go with the next one then? or? Uh, sure, I can go on my next one briefly. I chose these last two here because they are the TV oh, yes. shows, seasons that I've, I've watched. And the last one is last because it's the one I'm most <laughs> excited to talk about. It's the, yeah, it's the, it's become something I watch a lot. But this isn't that. This is, um... Uh, I mentioned that 
uh, Our Flag Means Death is like one of my favorite like current like brand new live action comedies out there. I would say the other one is this. I've talked about it many times. Yes. What We Do in the Shadows. Season five came out uh, uh, very recently. In fact, it was it <clears throat> it ran week to week and the last two episodes dropped on the same day, like last Saturday. Um, and this has been, to me, one of the best seasons so far. It's almost been kind of like back and forth to me i think every season is good but um uh there's kind of a unusual i didn't hate it but an unusual plot line in season four that made it a little unusual season five kind of felt like more back to in a way back to basics but then it had like one of the most interesting um dramatic uh like through lines through the season uh, and it set it up in the last couple episodes to had some of the most like throughout the season some of the most like candid emotional moments as much as this show gets it's not like quite like The Office where it gets super serious but it had some candid emotional moments that felt extra good because of how generally it isn't that candid or emotional of a show it's just jokes um but I'm I'm really excited for the next season because of the way it set up the next season, and I could almost see it being the last season. It seems kind of like it's building up to that, but we'll see. I haven't heard. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I I didn't even mention it, but this is the show that is about uh, vampires. It's like a little bit of horror. Uh, mo- it's just a comedy with horror theme, Based I guess I should movie. say. Um, yeah, based on the movie, and uh, yeah, by uh, Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement, uh, which they were heavily involved at creating the American like version of the show too. So, um, yeah, a lot of people love this sh- this show, and, and and I do I do too. It's um definitely holds up to the to the movie. Do you watch the other? Um, what we do in the shadows show. The Wellington Paranormal. Uh, what is that? It, what is it that? It says uh, the series is a spinoff of the 2014 film What We Do in the Shadows and the first television series in the franchise with its lead oh. officers, Minogue and O'Leary. I didn't know. Wait, I didn't know that this existed. Um, I think... Maybe this is yeah. This looks like something that kind of aired mostly just in New Zealand. Yeah, that might be why I didn't really hear about it. But yeah, the um, the movie had the uh, the scene with these cops. So <laughs> you know, I guess you it's can a watch it of that on the CW app. Yeah, really. I mean, it looked yeah, like it was on yeah. Max too. So, By the way, I, mean, I had to say, I really like how if you Google a show, it gives you like here's where you can stream it to the side. Yeah, that's nice. That's been a missing feature from the internet yeah. in general for so long. It used to be so hard to find. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know if I care about this other spinoff. But what what we do in the shadows is um, um, amazing, and yeah, you know, definitely one of my favorite comedies going right now. It's. It's consistently hilarious. I don't think there's been a bad episode. 
Oh, yes. So I guess, uh, is that all you had just for what you do in the shadows? Yeah, that's that's okay. all for that. Um, I have one thing I want to talk about, but I can combine it with two other things just so we're kind of even, and then combine a few. Okay. All right, so, because uh, the other two I don't really have that much to talk about, and I really don't want to talk about yeah. um, one of them that much in detail. But, um... Mm-hmm. One movie we've been really anticipating is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That's right. Yeah. And it took five years, but we finally did get the sequel, which came out um, in early June. And uh, I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is one of the best superhero movies ever made. So, walked in with great anticipa- anticipation. And I had to say, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is all right. Um, I, to be honest, was a bit disappointed in it. Um, it, without giving up, without giving too much away, the film felt like it was very much a bunch of setup, and that the sequel will be a bunch of payoff. And I think, I honestly. I, maybe it will be different once we see part three, but I do think splitting them into was a mistake. I think whatever story I they see. were, because honestly, the story they do in this movie probably could have been done in twenty minutes in the next one. So, um, but it was great to see Miles. Uh, obviously, Peter B. Parker was great again. He's not in a lot. Um, it, 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 there will be more, I think, in the third one. But when he was there, he he was great. And um, <laughs> whew, I, 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 I honestly, I thought you would have seen it. But um, well, I I I, I do want to see it soon, and maybe we'll we could still yes, because I did just get the Blu-ray today, so I can kind of do my memory. Yeah. I, I will just say. There, uh, I'm gonna be as vague as possible about something. This is something that if if I were a spoiler for you, I don't think you would care. But I'm gonna be vague as possible. There is okay. a cameo in here that made me very happy, very very happy, and it's a cameo okay. that f- featuring an actor who I feel was kind of screwed over. By um, an appearance in a certain Avengers cartoon that fans were kind I of see. like upset okay. about, and this kind of writes the wrong. And the nice thing is, even though I don't love this cart, even though I don't love this movie, um, this movie is going to be remembered more than that one episode. So it it felt yeah. right, and it was it's a very small cameo, but it's like. I'm very, very glad that this actor, who a lot of people love in a certain role, was included in this movie. So, that's all I'll say about that. And also, it's nice to see how it made like 600 million, over 600 million dollars. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to hold any potential thoughts or responses to what you say until I see it because it is truly like so 
beloved and highly rated that I I want to have to see it to my see it for myself to see like what is it other people are seeing what is it you're seeing in it like I yeah. I, I, like, I don't know I'll, what, I'll, uh, dude, I will say I, I like the yet, movie but. but dare I say this has now maybe become the most overrated superhero movie ever made when I hear people I actually had a thought and I, I I know I haven't seen it but I actually had a thought where just the way some people kind of have been talking about it, it almost feels like some of the praise is lumping in praise yeah. for the first one because maybe people didn't at the time, like, uh, it's maybe a little bit of like, let's reappreciate this franchise. Yeah, like, um, I will say the last, the last, I think a lot of the praise is for the last 20 minutes. The last 20 minutes are great. And I, at first I'm like, this is a bit slow. This is a bit slow. And then I started being like, wait a minute. It's almost over. Are you for real? This has all just been set up so far. But, uh, I think, I don't know. I like, to be honest, when I hear people talk about, um, how they like this more than the first one, I'm like, what? What? No way. How? Are you (laughs) streamlining the hype for the third one? Because, Look, uh, this movie has a lot of setup for a third movie that sounds awesome. The third movie sounds awesome. <laughs> I just wish we could have had that for the second movie <laughs> instead of this yeah setup movie. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I get that. um, and by the way, it's been delaying definitely now because it was supposed to come out in March. And we were hearing, like, before all the strikes happened, that they were still storyboarding it. And it's like, w- mm. have you animated anything yet? And there's been, like, talks about all this horrible, like, conditions that the animators had to go through. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'll uh, I'll update as soon as I do see it. Um, but I think something I may have to wrap up in the next like twenty okay. minutes, so I don't. We don't have a ton no. left, so that's not. So, good uh, but yeah, I'll um, quickly say. Um, but the the movie I've been anticipating the most this year was The Flash. And um, look, yeah. there's a little baggage with The Flash because things are a bit different in context now that the DCEU is rebooting, specifically with Michael Keaton's Batman, because we were gonna get him in more stuff. And um, you can't help after watching this feel a little robbed. And you know, and when you watch the movie, it's like clearly, if this was only gonna, if he was only gonna come back for one movie, this isn't the movie they would have done. But at the same time, I think it's the best DCEU movie we've ever had. I think it's the best DC movie since The Dark Knight. I think it, I love it. Um, but again, I, I just I also want to say, um, number one, I don't know how you can watch this and think it's the same Batman from the Tim Burton movies. And I, I'll also say this: number two, right. his appearance isn't as satisfying as Toby and Andrews. And I'll just say, and you know, I almost debate about like, um, uh, you know, there's an idea of something I had. If you were, if we ever were to do a Flash special about mm-hmm. an experience about 
you, re- you see the Flash movie, you write down your thoughts. Then you go watch the anime movie, which is basically word for word of the comic. And then you you come back and see what your thoughts are of the Flash movie now that you know the comic storyline. Because I think if you know the comic storyline, it changes your viewing. But, um, Interesting. And I will say, if, if, if this wasn't a multiverse story, if Michael Keaton's Batman was... This was Batman 3 and was the exact same thing, but you didn't it wasn't presented as a multiverse story. Yeah, it would suck. But it is in context of a multiverse story, so you know, it it, it does change the context and it's also just like this this Yeah. I don't know how you can be like this is him. This is that version from because there's so many just things that you're just like, "Huh, well this is very much more of a DCEU." But um, I do yeah. love living in a world where if we have a Justice League trilogy, if you look at BBS, Justice League, and The Flash, and it ends with Michael Keaton. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, best action scenes Michael Keaton's ever has, Batman. Um, some of my b- favorite Ben Affleck stuff. <clears throat> Supergirl was great. Um, Ezra, even though Ezra's a terrible person, was good as a Flash. Although, if you don't like the Flash, if you don't like Ezra's version of the Flash, which I do, I do like Ezra as Flash, but if you've never liked Ezra as Flash, ooh, you're really going to hate 2013 Ezra's, because <laughs> oh my god, could he get annoying sometimes. You, you, if you don't like Ezra, present day Ezra Barry Allen, Oh my God! The other that it will solidify your hatred of Ezra Miller yeah. as the Flash, because sometimes you're like, "Oh yeah. Jesus!" But um, yeah. yeah. Also, I will say one of my favorite Michael Keaton Batman scenes was him in the Batcave, uh, with Ezra, Ezra's Barry, where he asks Barry why he wants to save this world, and Barry talks about um because it's the world where his mom's from. And Michael Keaton gives this great monologue, and it's like one of my favorite scenes we've ever had with him as Batman. So, um... Yeah, so, uh, try not to say a lot about The Flash, because you haven't seen it. But, um, I I think it's great. I really enjoyed it. Also, went to see Indiana Jones with the Dial of Destiny. Um, with... And, um, I will say, I've... I haven't really watched that much Indiana Jones. Like, for me, it's always been a franchise that was before our time. Like, whenever I see a period on The Simpsons, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's from a previous era. <laughs> but um, I will say, I thought <laughs> right. it was uh, pretty good. Like, I don't have a bunch of attachment to the character, but I I think mm-hmm. if you're a fan, that it is a very satisfying end for this character. Nice. So, yeah. I guess I'll jump in and have you uh, do your next thing then. All right. All right. This is this is what I was excited to talk about because it has become my new thing. Um, back in May, I was looking for a new show to watch, and I decided to finally, after years and years and years of it being years. recommended to me and thinking it seemed like something I would like, um, I added a new sitcom oh to my roster. 
Um, and I wonder if you can uh, think of what it is, because this is something that, like, you know, when people hear that, like, oh, the shows I like are The Office, Arrested Development, Community, like, Parks and Rec, kind of, like, more, um, like, s- somewhat, like at times more transgressive humor. I would say that more with community and arrested development. Um, what do you, I forget there's a term they call it for that type of comedy, but, um, just kind of like, uh, you know, not traditional sitcoms. Like it's a little bit of a different, more off color style of, of humor a little bit. Um, that people always are like, Oh, you like those shows you must also like this show. And I'm like, I've never seen it. I've seen clips of it, but I don't, I've never seen it. And I finally decided to watch it. Cause I did always think it looked very funny. Um, and I have now uh, just, I started watching in May. I've rewatched the whole oh, show wow. like four times. I think I just put it on. I, I genuinely just like, that's what I've been doing this summer is rewatching that show over and over again. Uh, it's, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, uh, <clears throat> and I'll say the the first season is whatever. I actually, come to think of it, I think I've skipped the first season every time I've rewatched. So I think I've rewatched everything from season two. Because uh, season one of, or sorry, episode one of season two is when Danny DeVito joins the show. Um and that kind of makes it start to feel more like the show at that point. Um, but, man, the show is still going. I finished it all right around when a new season came out. Um, 16 seasons right now. Wow. But, um, uh, I'd say I finally understand many classic episodes and many, like, quotes that people would always say. <laughs> Uh, I do think some of the best of the best are around, like, season four, five, six-ish. But I have to say, I truly don't think there's a bad season of the show. The entire well, thing. Well, one, apparently. Uh, well, that one's still good. That one's still okay. It's, it's maybe my least favorite season, obviously. Um, I think some in some ways it's just easier to start from season two, but it's, it is still good. Um, and it's only like six episodes or something, but very much like the office then. Yeah, it's exactly like that. It was kind of like a trial first season and followed by a second season where they actually like got some support from the network and were they like, found their, yeah. they found what the show was. Yeah. They basically did a stunt casting to make the show actually work. And it, it, I mean, it actually worked <laughs> like the stunt casting genuinely is what they needed. Um, but, uh, because yeah, Danny DeVito is great in it. But, um, uh, yeah, all the way, like some of the, I would say the only thing about the later seasons is that they become less consistent where there are the first episodes that I start to be like, I'm kind of bored by this one. I don't care about this one that much. Start to crop up towards like season 11 or 12. Um, but, uh, every season overall is still really, really good. And, um, like in season 13, you get like one of the, like genuinely one of the first and only like earnest moments in the entire show. Like one of, like the only earnest emotional moment in the entire show, basically. No, there's two. 
Um, because at the end of season 15, there's an arc where they go to Ireland, and that's uh, that's oh, wow. like that's that's very well done. But um, yeah, then I I just finished watching the new season within the last few weeks, which was also very good. Um, and I started rewatching it again. But man, it's it's just like it's one of those shows, you know, like um, where everyone is awful. Obviously, kind of like Seinfeld <laughs> and stuff. Everyone is such a horrible person that uh, that's what makes it funny. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. No one looks at Leave It to Beaver and is just like this show's hilarious. <laughs> Everyone is so just clean cut and yeah. friendly. Yeah, yeah. That that's the thing. Like you definitely um, to enjoy. It's always sunny. Have to have some ability to separate. Like you don't have to like these people. Like <laughs> you you don't have to support anything they're saying or doing. They are just ruining everyone's lives that they had come in contact with and doing schemes and shenanigans and, uh, yeah, sometimes borderline killing and torturing people. Like, I mean, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, it is a, a bunch of degenerates, uh, and I, I love it. Yes. So there we go. It's, it's one I've been meaning to get to yeah. someday. <clears throat> Yeah, I will say, um, yeah, like I said, um, if you ever do, keep in mind, even though it is it is funny at first, that it starts to kick into gear more when uh, Frank joins the show, and maybe even more towards season three, because I, I would say maybe the best episodes of the show, in my opinion, the most famous one might be... Um, the Nightman Cometh, which is when they put on a, a, a musical and perform oh, wow. a musical. It's so it's like the first half is them like stressfully trying to to plan this whole thing, and uh, a lot of like director and like actor based meta humor. And then the second half is them performing the musical, which is like one of the most famous episodes. Oh wow! Um, and like uh, the episode where they're wrestling and they all take on wrestling personas and Danny DeVito's is the trash man. That's a great episode. <laughs> and then in the later seasons, there's this episode where they all go to a water park that is um, I highly recommend. And the one that I think is my favorite episode um, is... Yeah, it's a bottle episode, which is a lot of my favorite sh episodes of shows tend to be like bottle episode type things where it's like oh, a, a kind yeah. of a gimmick. But um, there's an episode where they all, all the whole gang happens to go to dinner on the same night at the same place. And they all kind of like don't want to like fully acknowledge each other. Like, like this is our <laughs> this is our night, not their night. And they can almost not help it because they're so competitive that they start oh, yeah. the like tensions start to build throughout the whole episode where they're just like trying to passively aggressively do things to each other from across the restaurant and it's just that's one of the best episodes it's hilarious oh yes it's always sunny in philadelphia yep so i guess i'll quickly g mention two things and then i'll men i'll give a little shout out to another thing all okay. right so did you ever see I'm guessing you didn't see Disney's Haunted Mansion. No. <laughs> Don't do it. It sucks. It's, yeah, that's it's too bad. really bad. That's too bad. 
Yeah. It's, it reminds me why most live-action Disney movies are total crap. Yeah. It's the super squeaky clean humor that isn't funny. Yeah. But yeah, it's just... Oh, God. I think I've None mentioned it, it before with some things, but there are some things I watch where it's like the cadence of jokes, but it's kind of like they're just saying something. Like, yes. oh, he just said a sentence. That's all that yes. was. Yes, it that, wasn't yeah. funny. That's what I was. That's what I remember saying about um, the Grinch, Jim Carrey Grinch, where it was just a lot <laughs> of it was just saying sentences in a weird way. Yeah. Um, and I also, this is a really hot take, but I did already say it. I did I hope I said this to you because you like this movie? But I said that about uh, the Christmas Story or whatever, where it was a little. Oh, it, it was. A, yeah. I don't think it's a bad movie by any means, but it was a little like the humor was just a little bit too, like just kind of saying kind of mundane things but like in kind of a sitcom way i get the appeal so but yeah there are some things where the humor is just a little bit it's not out there enough for me you want me to give a hot take on movie recently that i watched a classic beloved movie sure i'd love that i'd love to balance out what i just said because i know that what i just said is really a hot take if you thought that what you said was gonna get people upset (laughs) uh, get ready so recently i watched et oh steven spielberg's et yeah at the end i'm like eh it's E.T., more like E.H., eh. Eh, like, honestly, I don't really think it's that different from, like, any other cliche Boy Finds Dog movie. Like, it just was, eh. I don't see what's so special about it. And everyone's like, oh my god, this is one of the best movies ever, man. I'm like, eh. I don't know, I feel like there had to have been something about it in, like, movie-making Hollywood kind of stuff that just people latched on to because i honestly don't totally know what the big deal is either have I, you seen it or? i saw it as a maybe even a couple times as like pretty young like i definitely have not seen it since i've been like 10 or 11 oh okay. um but i've seen it before then um and it was never i never thought of it as one of my favorite movies or anything i just kind of it was just kind of there I remember it, like enjoying it to some extent, but I don't know. It's never made an like, impact. I don't on think me. it's bad. It's just, it's just so black. Like it's just yeah. so. Eh. Yeah, I don't there's remember there being much. To I don't it. think there's anything really special about it. Like yeah, I don't care if E.T. ever goes to find <laughs> Elliot again. <laughs> like I don't care. Yeah. Honestly, could would one say that the Iron Giant did it better in terms of like? Uh, a cre- a kid finding a weird thing, alien type thing. Y- yes, I would yeah. say Iron Giant is definitely a better movie. <laughs> I know it's not that similar, but it came. It was yeah. the first thing that came to mind of something that may have done a similar type of plot better. You know, I only just watched that like for the first time a few years ago. I kind of remember you bringing that up. Yeah, yeah, that was just, a favorite as a kid. Like I just bought it because I heard like it was five bucks. I heard everyone talk about it. Mm-hmm. I watched it one New Year's. And I was like. Huh, that that's really good. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, so other one I'll quickly bring up because no one went to go see it is Blue Beetle. Yeah. I really enjoyed Blue Beetle. I thought I think it's great. I think it's up there with Flash and Wonder Woman as one of their best DC movies. Um I thought that 
the kid they had play Jaime Reyes was great. And um, the stuff with the family was great. George Lopez as the uncle was a big standout. Unfortunately, it flopped, so I doubt there's going to be a sequel. I mean, James Gunn can say that this version of Blue Beetle will be in the DCU, but I really doubt that, (laughs) which is a shame. You know, I hope, I really hope that once, kind of, once the DCU is finally dead and buried, and we've finally moved on from, like, people's disappointment of Batman versus Superman and stuff, I really hope people discover, like, Flash and Blue Beetle on HBO Max, or it's just Max now. By the way, what a stupid rebrand that was. Max? Who cares? <laughs> yes. Whatever. Yeah, but, um, because I think these two are two of their best movies. Also, it was nice to get a small superhero story after, like, Vala Multiverse Flash was time travel, and it was nice to have a smaller, simpler thing. And mm-hmm. honestly, as a Blue Beetle movie, if it's the only one, which looks like it probably will be, um, what uh, it, it fit in everything you could want. Yeah. Okay. Now we've talked a lot about stuff we've seen this year. And I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the biggest movie of 2023. Which you could be like, Mario. Well, it was. Until Hmm. Barbie came out of her plastic. Of course, yeah. And uh, took the world by storm. So, (laughs) I'll be honest. I did not think the trailers for Barbie were very good. Like I didn't like I knew it was supposed to be a comedy. I didn't think it was funny. Yeah. And I went to see it, and it's not my favorite movie of the year, but it is pretty good. <laughs> it yeah. is really good. Like, um, it takes a minute to get used to the style of comedy because mm-hmm. there's moments that are corny, and you know you can tell they're supposed to be corny. Yeah. But once you get a few minutes into it, like, it really works. And my favorite gags they would do were, like, they would cut away sometimes to, like, fake Barbie commercials. Like, uh, like um, what was it? It was, like, depressed Barbie. And it was, like, her, you'd see, like, kids playing with her. Here, be with Barbie. Yeah, she eats ice cream and has a <laughs> terrible day or something. Yeah. That was great. Uh, Margot Robbie was great as Barbie. It was pretty much perfect casting like mm-hmm. besides the fact that she she can move her arms she actually looks <laughs> like barbie yeah uh ryan gosling <laughs> was the breakout is ken mm-hmm. and we all know now that we are all kenuff <laughs> yeah because ken enough kenuff yeah uh, honestly my first <laughs> this is the one i first read that this is a spoiler it says on a shirt i'm kenuff yeah i know about that when i first saw that i thought i was having a stroke because i'm like kenuff what is going on <laughs> oh i get it now yeah <laughs> but uh yeah barbie and um it was actually a lot a lot deeper than you'd think like it did mm. a great job balancing like humor which for the most part worked and um the comedy also um will ferrell was great as kind of the head of mattel and i a lot of people don't mention her but i think it's important america ferrera did a really good job playing this one character who really grounds it like um because 
Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling are playing these very wacky characters, mm-hmm. but she, America Ferrera, is the one who really grounds it. Like, she's the human. She's kind of like the audience, seeing and experiencing this kind of weird, wacky world <clears throat> of Barbie. So, yeah. yeah. Look, the trailers are not very good, but... You know, once it comes on Max, I'd say give it a shot. Yeah. So I mean, luckily I didn't really. I don't think I fully saw one of the trailers, but everything I've heard about it and everything I have seen about it, I I think it looks pretty good and enjoyable. Like I'd enjoy it. I I think it's definitely on my list. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, it does look pretty fun. One thing I'd say is it it takes a minute to get used to the style of humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm ready for that. Um, yeah. Yes, so guys, there we go with um, what we've been watching lately. So, real quick, how much time do we have left? Um, Just a few minutes, probably. All right. I mean, would you be good with, like, two or three rabbit holes? Sure. Yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, Let's see. Okay. Here's a thinker for you. What year was important for you with entertainment? Is there like a specific year that was important for you when it comes to entertainment? Hmm. I guess if you're thinking one, I could list off mine. Part of me almost thinks we've had something similar to this question before because I think you'd probably say 2012. For the oh, most. no, that's not mine. Or it's 2008, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that, I, maybe, maybe we didn't talk about it. Um... Sometimes the rabbit hole just you know, likes to come back. Uh, it's weird. No one filled the it, hole. It's weird because in many other ways, this year sucked. But I always remember <laughs> that 2016 had a lot of media that I liked. I can't remember a lot of it. I know that video games were a big part of it because, um, uh, let's see, like No Man's Sky came out that year. I think A Hat in Time, maybe. I just I remember that being a year with a lot of video. Oh, Doom. So that was a year with a lot of like video games I liked that I by the end of the year I remember. Oh, with with music 2013. That was the year. Was, that was um, the year? Yeah, I'll like m- many of like the albums and like my top 10 albums of all time were 2013. So 2013 was a, a big one. So for me, I would say 2003 was a big one. Hmm. Because at the time you know, we had just had Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movie come out. And because Spider-Man had been gone for a few years from my life, and he was back, we had the 90s cartoon, I was into reading Spider-Man comics. Yeah. And then I saw them rerun the crossover with the X-Men. And I was like, you know what? I like Wolverine. I like this Wolverine from this crossover. Let me sit down and watch a episode of X-Men. And then I did. And I became a fan of the X-Men. Which led me to finding the Hulk, and led to me finding Daredevil, and then uh, on a bonus disc, on a bonus feature, on a Spider-Man DVD, I was like, oh, what's Fantastic Four? And then I started buying all the comics. So for me, that was a very transitional year of going from being a Spider-Man fan to being a Marvel fan. Yeah, I see. Yeah. That, that's that's interesting. I wouldn't have expected that because I would have definitely all of my guesses would have been at least something where a big thing like I would have guessed two thousand two before two thousand three, um, because of Spider Man. But uh, that's interesting. I get it. Oh yes. 
So here, here's a thing to wonder about. Would you rather have a great final of a TV show? Because we talked a lot about TV shows. Yeah. Would you rather have a great final season with a terrible series finale or a terrible final season with a great series finale? Oh, man, I hate that question. <laughs> because I think the more logical answer, the like, I don't know, like, if I'm imagining that I did have a show where, let's say there's... 10 episodes, 9 are great, and 1, the last one, is awful. I could fairly easily... It it depends on... You know, it, it depends on if the show is... Like, if it's a sitcom where there's, like, 9 standalone episodes, and then one that kind of wraps up the whole series. Or if it's an arc that ends horribly. So it really depends. Um... But I would almost say that because there are a lot of shows that rely on arcs throughout seasons, that maybe I would lean towards having the good finale and the bad rest of the season. Because um, sometimes the finales can kind of feel like, like yeah, all this buildup didn't really pay off, uh, but the actual payoff part is good yeah so <laughs> this I, ch- I chose this because it's a hard one that I debate about because I had that happen with both Arrow and Supergirl mm-hmm. and I think I might lean towards a better final season a terrible series finale just because when I look at the final season of Arrow I got seven episodes I liked versus the final season of Supergirl, I got one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, really logically, that is the answer because you have more episodes you can go to that you like. So. Yeah. All right. So, um, I'm just looking through real quick, trying to find a good one. Um, all right. What's the most for you? We'll throw an MCU question out. What to you is the most underrated MCU movie? Hmm. One comes to mind that's a little boring. Like, I wish I had a better answer. Because I I have mentioned before that, like, that maybe Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 kind of went under the radar because people like the first one a lot. And in, in some ways, I like the second one more. Um... So I think that that's underrated. Um, is there one maybe that I liked that literally didn't get good reviews or something? Um, trying to think through. No, I think that's my answer. Because all the other ones I'm thinking of that I like um, are not underrated. Oh, yes. So I guess mine... Because I see a lot of people don't like this movie. And I don't get Because I just recently w- rewatched it. I would say The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. Mm. To me, that is one of uh, the MCU's best movies. And you know what? I'll do another hot take right now. Of the MCU movies in 2008, I think The Incredible Hulk is a better movie than the first Iron Man. Wow. That is a hot yeah. take. And um, I also think Edward Norton is a better Bruce Banner than Mark Ruffalo. 
Wow. We're I gonna just, get taken off the air. Yeah, I just think that movie is so good. I just <laughs> it's a shame that we never got a proper Hulk sequel. <laughs> um so there's that. Okay. Do you want to do one more a bit whatever All the right. best final one is? This is a timely one, so we'll throw this in there. Okay. Uh Aquaman 2 will it be scrapped and we'll do one more. Aquaman 2 will be scrap will it be scrapped like Batgirl? I'm 50/50, but I think it's a real possibility. If it's as bad as we're hearing. By the way, it comes out in 3 months, no trailer. Oh, no trailer. I you know my prediction is it's going to get pushed back and then canceled. Uh, oh really? <laughs> I don't know. I just think I just think that I imagine them not admitting defeat quite yet, and then like being like, "Oh, it's it's coming out in a uh, in March now," and then uh, by then it's like in December or January. It's like no, this is scrapped. Okay, you know what? I still think it will come out, but I think there's a chance. I think there's a real chance, especially. Look, the Flash wrapped it up. Why not just say that's it? Mm. I could see them making that decision. Yeah, because it's not going to make a billion dollars. Yeah, for sure. I will say. I think realistically, I do think it's going to come out. That's the more likely thing. But uh, mostly, there's a I chance. Think, mostly because I think, um, you know, they want to recoup something, and Aquaman is maybe at least big enough of a of a name to to at least get you know. A couple mil. You know what I'll say? And you know what? Maybe this is not a hot take. I don't care. I think Batgirl with Michael Keaton would have made more money than Aquaman will. Mm, really? Because it's I, just... Even people who hated The Flash, everyone loved... Maybe they didn't love the way he was written, but everybody loves Michael Keaton in The Flash movie. Yeah. People who love The Flash <clears throat> movie, people who hate The Flash movie, everyone agrees Michael Keaton was the best part of that movie. Yeah, and it is Bat-related. Like, I think the popularity of Batman is such that even if it's Batgirl, it might over supersede it. But that's interesting, because my, my thing would be, like I, I thought you were going to say that you expected Batgirl to be better, which that I was oh, like, yeah, but... I have no doubt Batgirl would have been a better movie than Aquaman 2. Yeah, because there I was going to be like, I don't know if that's a hot take, because I think that's, that's a pretty agreeable, but... Will it would it have made more money? That's interesting. You no, know it's crazy. It got canceled after one bad test screening. Aquaman is being fixed after multiple bad test screenings. Yeah. All right. Maybe that let's means it end, is coming out. Let's end with this because we want to end positive. Yeah, of course. We've talked a lot about DC. We've talked a lot about Marvel movies. What of any DC movie? What of any Marvel movie? are you looking forward to most? And I need to give an asterisk to you. You can't say The Flash. You can't say Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, it has to be not <laughs> out for anyone yeah. yet. Um, you know, I'd be tempted to... Oh, wait. I'd be, I'm tempted to throw in a curveball and go like that Supergirl movie. Or maybe even the curveball of saying the Brave and the Bold. But we did have that question last episode. Which one of Brave and the Bold or Batman Part 2 am I more excited for? 
And I did say the Batman Part 2. So, I think, for the sake of, you know, getting more of that style of movie, exploring that more, it would be the Batman Part 2. Alright, for me, look, I am... I am looking for. I'm more looking forward to the Brave and the Bold after the Flash, after Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Seeing what setup, I'm really looking forward to Beyond the Spider-Verse. I forgot. I'm you very asked, curious about what your Marvel. final 20 minutes will be. Oh, yeah. oh, right, right. Yeah, Did you want to change it to that or? Um. Okay, count if you haven't seen. Yeah, that's, that's what I was just thinking. Third one, part of me, seen the part second part of me one. thinks I should stick with Batman Part Two because I don't know what to anticipate with the third. <laughs> yeah, but so, I would say yeah, that that's like very much the top two would be the Batman Part Two and uh, Into the Spider Verse Three. All right, so just for some clarity, I guess we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll be nice between Across the Spider Verse and the Batman Part Two. Just because you can't say beyond the Spider Verse, which yeah. one are you? Which one are you more chomping at the bit to see? Oh, man, it's actually pretty close, but I'm obviously not chomping at the bit at the one that's already out yet. Um, <laughs> man, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna stick to my guns. I think I'm just feeling the Batman Part Two right now. Okay, which hopefully comes out in 2025. Yeah, we'll see. It's yeah, definitely we'll gonna see be a while. indeed. Yeah, so for me, I'm looking forward to the Brave and the Bold after the Flash. Looking forward to across the, uh, beyond the Spider Verse. Yeah, but I think the one I'm most looking forward to is Deadpool three, especially hmm. with Wolverine in there. It's just it's been a while since we've seen Wolverine. He's my second favorite Marvel character after Spider Man. It's also the one that we actually have a release date for and is the closest yeah. to coming. So that helps it too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, dead, like, I can't believe how good those first two Deadpool movies are. Wolverine. Yeah. You know, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is, like, of all Marvel, all Marvel movie characters, my third favorite after Tobey's Spider-Man and Andrew's Spider-Man, so. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I, I, and, you know, it's nice to be excited for a MCU movie, even though I don't think it's really going to be much of an MCU movie. Yeah, on a technicality, of course. Yes. I think maybe post credit scene. Yeah. Yes. That's a, that's so, a, that's a good answer I didn't think of. I would say live action Marvel. That's my answer. Oh yes. But yeah, I, yeah. I would put Spider Verse and the Batman above that. Otherwise. Yeah. Both. Both. I, yeah. I'm also Spider Verse would be up there mm-hmm. for me. Um, yeah, by the way, when is the Tom Holland Spider-Man? When's number four coming out? When, when, <laughs> made almost $2 billion. Where is that? Uh, yeah. So, um, although I'm sure he'll be in Avengers Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. So, guys, there we go. We've completed the end of our journey going through what we watched this summer. That's right. Boy, was there record heat. But... That's right. That's why you stay indoors. That's why you stay indoors, <laughs> watch movies, watch TV. Don't go to the beach. It's stupid. Yeah, if you really want to see is. water, go in the bathroom, turn on a freaking faucet. That's how you see water. Mm-hmm. That's how I see water. It's wonderful. It's yeah. natural. You can fill it up. Maybe put a real <clears throat> rubber ducky in there. Yeah, or you can see the a beach or water in a movie, like Aquaman. Yes. Water World. 
Never seen that. Oh, yeah. Waterworld? Uh, <laughs> uh, I actually saw the Universal show at Universal Studios oh. of Waterworld, and I couldn't tell. Is this a, a knockoff of Aquaman? What is this thing? I I think it's just a, I've never, I really don't know much about it. I think it's just like a weird <laughs> movie that maybe didn't do that well where the whole world is water. Yes, <laughs> it is like the whole world is water, and they're trying to find sand or something. Yeah. Do you know... When I watched it, I'm the Universal Studios show. I'm just like, clearly this was put in before the movie came out, and they had a lot of faith that the movie was going to be a hit. Yeah. By the way, just a shout out. Um, Honest Trailers did a very good job of uh, making a trailer for Waterworld, <laughs> even though I've never seen the movie. It was really good. The <laughs> Waterworld Honest yeah. trailer. You know what? Wow. Once we hit end on this, I'm going to watch that Honest know, trailer video. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe episode 100, that's the new idea, Waterworld. We've oh, pit- yes. We've pitched a lot of things for what we watch on episode 100. Could be yes. A- maybe. We could, you know, yeah, Waterworld, that could be something. We can be Waterworld heads. Oh, yes. Huge you fans. know what we could also do? The biggest box office, one of the biggest box office bombs of all time. Although I don't know if we'd be able to find it. The Oogie Loves. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I think I've seen that on a list of biggest bombs, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. So, guys, we have now said goodbye to the summer. Goodbye, farewell, Arriva Darchi. Um, goodbye forever. No, I guess not forever. It will come back. Yeah, this isn't the last episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like I. It's like uh, Summer was on life support and we were about to pull the plug. Yeah. Yeah, we're not having global cooling. It's global warming. So if anything, it will come back faster yes. with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. But guys, there we go. Talking about the movies we've seen this summer. A lot of great variety. Mm-hmm. This summer, this was honestly a summer we've been waiting for since the pandemic. And boy, do we have a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah. And now fall's coming. No no fall TV shows, but that just means it's time to go back and <laughs> catch up on some shows. Like um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of Modern Family. It's pretty good. Yeah. So <clears throat> Well, I mentioned we- some fall shows. Uh, Our Flag Means Death and um, 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 The Fall of the House of Usher, if you want spooky. I'm sure others, too. So, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, so. Yeah, have a, have, a, have a good one, everyone. Do you want to say the famous line? Or- yes, <laughs> I, I, I feel incomplete. <laughs> so, guys, there we go. Have fun. Watch some great shows. And remember, just like always, it's always there whenever you least expect it. But once you do, once you go down that path, you can't stop. Always remember to keep falling down oh, that rabbit, rabbit hole. hole.